Hey nerds, welcome back to The Paper Fold. I'm your host Sarah, the paper nerd, and I'm so glad to be back nerding out with you on my favorite topic, stationery. My guest today has had quite a year, and it's still only October. Libby Lanzo is the creative director of Seedlings, which in May won probably the most important Louis, the card of the year, over $5. The Louis are the Academy Awards of greeting cards, and that particular one is roughly akin to Best Picture, as it's always announced last. Then, a few months later, Libby was named to the 2022 Gift and Stationery 40 Under 40 class, another big honor. Not too shabby for someone who hasn't even turned 30 yet. As you'll hear, Libby is a little different than most stationery makers as she literally grew up in the card business. Her father, Carlos Lonzo, for most of us is the face of legacy publishing and for as long as I can remember, has been very, very active in the Greeting Card Association. He is a past president, but definitely remains the unofficial paterfamilias for all of us. He emcees the GCA Town Hall every other Wednesday and is just a one-man welcome wagon and source of support and camaraderie for pretty much everyone that meets him. Carlos clearly has a really big personality, but I think it's testament to the kind of parent that he is that he not only raised Libby to enthusiastically continue the larger family business, but instead of making her do everything the way he does it, he gave his child the leeway to approach the market in a way that is organic to her. And as you'll hear, Libby's approach to sustainability and messaging and connection has definitely set Seedlings apart as a distinctive, important house of stationery in its own right and positioned her as a very strong player in the next generation of stationery makers. You are going to be seeing and hearing from Libby and Seedlings for years to come. But don't take it from me. You'll hear for yourself why right after this. Hey nerds, I need to shout out the eternally fierce sponsor of this podcast. Yes, I'm talking about the one and only Girl with Knife, your new BFF in greeting cards, paper goods, and now home decor as well. Alicia Castaldi is the one woman force of nature behind this feminine, unapologetic, and authentic brand that has been racking up awards and accomplishments like they are going out of style. But fortunately for this Luke's Palm Springs house of design, they are not. One of the things I love most about this brand is that all of it really sprung from the deceptively simple greeting card. As soon as Alicia, a former children's book illustrator, began playing with the medium with her proverbial exacto knife, her creative floodgates opened and she found the springboard from which everything flows. Last spring, the stationary community recognized this by honoring her with the highly coveted and competitive Artist of the Year Louis Award, but really, that's just one jewel glittering in the girl with knife crown these days. From that greeting card framework, a vibrant lifestyle range has sprung. Journals, gift wrap, and weekly agendas fill out the Luke's stationary offerings, but last January, Girl with Knife delved into the home goods dimension with pillows, art prints, and some of the most exquisite candles you are going to see or smell. The aptly named Wild Gorgeous Candle, for example, is scented with orange blossom and housed in an elegant blush pink 
container with signature girl with knife imagery for a product that is literally a happy pill in soy coconut form. Whatever your preferred poison, it is easy to immerse yourself in this chic, stylish world. The biggest challenge is picking your favorites. Right now, everyone is gearing up for the winter shows, and Girl with Knife is preparing a slew of swag with which to slay 2023. Look out for three new divine candle scents, plus more pillows and art prints, and a slew of fresh stationery. Cards, mini notepads, journals, and weekly desk pads. And a little further down the horizon, I'm hearing about a very fabulous category expansion, but we're all going to have to sit tight until summer 23. Meanwhile, it is almost unbelievable to me that one person can accomplish all this, but Alicia also creates what she calls knife houses, concept homes that provide a world for all Girl With Knife products to happily chill. Uh, Knife House Palm Springs and Knife House Bel Air are complete, and a new Knife House Bel Air will be underway soon. Alicia described these as personal muses for her offerings, and I think they are such a fresh, out-of-the-box way for a maker to focus on the micro and the macro at the same time. This approach, in part, is what makes this range so distinctive, and I'm not a bit surprised that HGTV has already featured it and continues to feature Alicia and her knife houses in their programming as well. Alicia only makes it look easy from the outside, however. I have profiled her enough and know her well enough to understand that she genuinely pours her heart, soul, and passion into every last release and project. And without that, Girl With Knife would not resonate as it so clearly does on every level. So whether you work in the biz like me or are just looking for that perfect harder pillow, head on over to Girl With Knife all spelled out dot com and get your shop started i guarantee you're stationary and you too will slay welcome Libby, to the paper fold thank you so much for being here i'm so excited to be here with you thank you so let's just get right into it um, I love how your bio describes your childhood as essentially being groomed to run a stationary company. Um, it literally reads, quote, Libby Lanzo grew up spending her summers packing card orders, traveling to trade shows with her dad, helping her mom pick the art for next year's line. So it comes as no surprise that when Libby found herself doing creative direction for seedlings, she was a natural unquote. So I love how you were born into this business, uh, like it or not, (laughs) but Seedlings is so different from your parents' stationary brand, which is somewhat ironically called Legacy. Um, So when Seedlings was still a daydream, what were the essential components that you wanted uh, in your brand? Your messaging on your cards, for example, is so different from that of Legion, For example, the copy on your award-winning, your Louis award-winning card of the year, sympathy card, that's a lot of words, reads, (laughs) I know know time has passed, but I know it's still hard. I'm always here for you. This is very modern messaging. Uh, Was that a goal from the start? What were other must-have elements? 
Yeah. So it's funny that you mentioned the ironic name of legacy because my whole life, I remember my parents and our family that's also a part of it being like, we're building this legacy for all of you. So it's just funny to kind of see that all come full circle. Um, and seedlings really did, you know, sprout from legacy. Like we really did grow from that mm -hmm. company. Um, and not just, you know, from the, the business part of it, you know, the logistical stuff of being able to have, you know, a background um, in figuring out manufacturing and things like that, but more so even just from, you know, the daydream creative part of what Seedlings was. Um, so we kind of saw this entire market of the stationary world, this boutique market that our parents, you know, they weren't they weren't reaching with their cards. Like you said, their their copies really different. Their artwork's really different. Um, even some of their product categories are super different than from what Seedlings has evolved into. Sure. And we saw this market, and we were, you know, we were like, wait, like why don't we create something that you know we can we can place into this market and to tap into this new space that you know our parents aren't in, and we wanted to be in those stores, you know, like the little general stores that are perfectly curated and they have, you know, like the artisan made candles and they have the stationary walls and the cool, you know, funky textiles in their stores. And, and we wanted our brand to find a home in those spaces. So that's really where I think the, the initial spark of that daydream came from was going to those stores and seeing other brands and what they had and, and being, um, you know, just being really inspired by this other kind of almost whole different world of stationery. And we always wanted to be different. Um, I think that, you know, I remember helping my aunts in the summers, like writing the greeting card verses for Legacy because that's like what she does in the, mm -hmm. um, in that part of Legacy. And mm -hmm. I remember just not feeling connected to them. And mm -hmm. when I send a card, it's, it's so important to me that not only am I like spending, you know, seven to $10 on a card, but <laughs> and it's like part of the gift that you're giving. But it's also, I wanted to like speak to that person. I want the person to get it in the mail or with their present that I'm giving them and for them to be like, oh, this like, like this, like this reminded me of you and that's why I picked it out. And so we wanted to kind of create cards that had that feel and that vibe to them. And it's not mm -hmm. that, you know, Legacy's verbiage isn't special or it isn't great for a certain market, but mm -hmm. it just wasn't right for, you know, it wasn't the cards that I was buying. And so I wanted to kind of step into this stationary world and create cards that had the voice of our generation um, and to be able to really reflect that so that when other people like me were looking for cards to send to their people, they could find the ones where they're like, oh yeah, like that's it, like this is the one. That's amazing. I, there's a lot to unpack in your answer. I'm like madly taking notes and hopefully I'll touch on everything. First of all, I mean, yeah, I mean, their company name is Legacy. When you when when I think of Legacy, I think of a musical like Hamilton, where they mention it every other word, where it's all about like, what are you leaving behind? And so it's really interesting how the name of Seedlings, it like kind of plays into like, okay, we're the we're the next generation of legacy. We're the little we're the we're the we're the little seedlings that the legacy created, and we're taking it in a different direction. And yeah, I mean, legacy is more of like a mainstream line. A lot is obviously, you know, that there's a lot of um, like Christian. I know there's a there's a that's a huge piece of their business, and so it's so interesting that like 
everyone always looks around in our business and is like, oh, this person's doing this. That's what I want to be doing. So it's it's so interesting that the the you know the child of the person who started Legacy is like, well, yeah, this is my folks' business, but I I really want to take it uh, somewhere else, uh, which is which is so cool because you really, really have, I mean, you know, they might've laid the groundwork, but you've taken it, you know, you've made it your own and it, it speaks to, you know, to the, the next generation of card senders and keeps the verbiage relevant. Like I, before the interview, I started digging through my wall to get a couple of your samples so I could like have your designs fresh in my mind. I mean, I think this was a, I think maybe this was a color combo winner. It noted, it noted. I'm in awe of you, birthday girl. It's just, you know, instead of a happy birthday, it's just that much more like, I don't know. It, it just feels more uh, current, I guess. And more, I don't know, young. <laughs> no offense, Carlos. <laughs> I know. I'm like, please don't listen to this. No, but it's true. <laughs> You know he's going to be listening to this and I'm going to hear about it. (laughs) We mean well. We mean well. We mean well. We're saying it in the, you know, like he laid the groundwork for you to take it somewhere. And that's a very beautiful, I mean, like, that's a beautiful thing. Like, what more could you want for your child? Um, When you think about family businesses, you know, often uh, older generation establishes it and the younger you know, there's often that conflict push pull between the next generation where, you know, they sort of want to do it their own way, their own way, but they want to take, you know, what you've established. It can be a very, you know, it can obviously work or not work. And it, it definitely works here. Um, yeah. And I think we're really lucky that, you know, my parents and my other family were like, go ahead and do this. You know, you don't need to take over what the legacy brand is. Go ahead and create something new that aligns more with with you. Because I think that that's why it's been so successful is because they've kind of, they're, they're not expecting, you know, me to come up with things for a completely, like for their brand that's completely not, you know, what my creativity kind of aligns with. Right, right. And a lot of companies would do that. Yeah. Hey, nerds. So I have been hearing that Kitty Meow Boutique name a lot lately. So I'm guessing that many of my listeners are already familiar with not just the dazzling wares from this Chicagoland house of paper, but also its amazing founder, a force of nature, also known as Catherine Hildner. If you work in stationery, you would have to be living under a rock not to have heard about Catherine's dynamic slew of educational resources to grow your product-based business. Every time I go to her site or Instagram feed, it seems like she is up to something new. For example, Catherine just helped throw the ultimate product party in Scottsdale, Arizona this past spring, and that event was such a success, they're already planning next year's. But 
Now I want to backtrack to the brilliant brand that started it all, Kitty Meow Boutique. This collection of beautifully designed paper goods are fun, fierce, and designed to make women feel confident, empowered, and courageous. And I gotta tell you, this intoxicating range is the closest thing to bottling those powerful qualities in stationary form. All of a sudden, being your best, most impressive self seems easy and feels even natural. Now, I look at work from stationary makers day in and day out, and offerings from Kitty Meow don't just have the great messaging that we want to put out there to those we love via snail mail. It also has the sophisticated look of your favorite couture. But rather than just telling you this, I'm going to try and show you. So one of Kitty Meow's current bestsellers reads on front, so grateful for your crazy ass happy birthday. Now that's one brilliant birthday message for your bestie. It's succinct, it's clever, it's funny, but it's laid out with just the perfect blend of refined typefaces and accented with chic paint strokes in blush and black. Oh, and did I mention the black envelope? Girl, the card is just as hot as you and your friend, and Catherine's just getting started. So it's really not much of a surprise that Kitty Meow Boutique can now be found in over 1,000 locations worldwide. That is a huge accomplishment for a smaller brand. Understand that when Catherine started her range in June of 2018, her goal was originally to be in 100 stores. Also in 2022, Catherine was not just a stationary trends designer to watch, but also a 40 under 40 recipient. All of this underscores that Kitty Meow Boutique is so much more than just another pretty face in the marketplace. And greeting cards are just the beginning. There's coasters, cocktail napkins, gift wrap, notebooks, notepads, pens, pencils, and pins. Every last empowering skew makes you not just feel seen, but good about yourself as well. Everything is essentially a little lift, visually and emotionally not just for those you love, but you too. Meanwhile, Catherine is getting ready to release a whole slew of cards this summer, and I, for one, cannot wait. If you are in the trade, everything will be up in her fair shop. You can visit kittymeowboutique.fair.com and start filling those shelves. Or just bounce on over to kittymeowboutique.com to get your most meaningful shop started. about your plantable envelopes, uh, which is a staple of your seedlings brand. Um, I still remember meeting you, I, I don't know what year it was, in your Atlanta showroom when you first unveiled the brand and, um, you know, and introducing me to it all. You know, plantable envelopes, definitely a sustainable element, but they're a design element as well. Um, and I hadn't seen plantable stationery at that time as a trend since the late 90s, early knots. And it was really done a lot differently. Um, it was like it was thicker and it was more like crafty and maybe like a little messier, I want to say. Like I remember someone giving me like a plantable piece of gift wrap <laughs> and like the petals falling out everywhere. Like it was messy. <laughs> Um, so, so it was something of a design risk. Um, and so I want to hear, how did you arrive at it? And was it always part of your plan? Yeah. So, I mean, crazy to think about our first show in Atlanta, um, (laughs) kind of like where we started and where we are now. Um, sometimes I feel like I've been doing this for my lifetime and then I'm like, well, you're 25, like, let's like slow down. (laughs) But the, the seed paper was definitely, 
it was definitely, it wasn't like in the very beginning when we wanted to do this, it was not like, oh, we're doing seed paper. You know, it was that we wanted to do kind of what I talked about before of taking, you know, stepping into this boutique, you know, kind of store world of putting our cards in that, in those spaces. Um, and then, and then wanting that eco-conscious kind of element to be somewhere in our line. I think that as every generation, hopefully, you know, kind of steps into different industries that that's something that we all can, can work on, whether that's, you know, a really big thing and that being your whole company or it just being a small part of it. And I think for seedlings in the beginning, that's what it was, is that we wanted it to be a small part of it. It didn't need to be that the entire line was, you know, completely eco-friendly, but that there was that element that helped to, to have the trajectory for the company to be able to grow into being even more and more eco-friendly. Mm-hmm. And so the plantable envelope really, I mean, the whole plantable seed paper, I really like, I have to shout out my mom here. So Kathy, who she's going to, she's going to hate me that I'm like <laughs> saying this because whenever I do, she's like, that's not true. Like this was all your idea. And I'm like, let's just, you know, for, for sake of things, let's be honest and say that, you know, she did, she, my whole life was always you know, coming up with these crazy product ideas or, you know, having all these different samples in, in, at our house, but also, you know, in the warehouse and in her office. And it's one of my most favorite, I think, childhood memories of going into work was getting to see the new things that she was designing and just the way that her, her creative brain worked. Um, Mm -hmm. And so when we came to her and we're like, these are ideas, you know, we had picked out the paper that we wanted to use and like for the cards and you know that you want that good paper that just like feels right in your hands like every Mm -hmm. paper knows that feeling when you pick up a card um and so we kind of were like okay but what is like what's the what's the next thing that we need we had had the art picked out we had had you know knew that we wanted to do foil details like knew all these design elements and the envelope is something that i think a lot of you know, more kind of generic cards. You don't necessarily think about that as much when you pick up a card, but our cards, it's like, I mean, of course our art's beautiful and all of those Mm -hmm. things, but our, our envelope is like a huge design element of our card. And when Kathy, when we told her that we wanted to do something eco-friendly and we were, you know, trying to figure out what exactly that was going to look like, And Kathy mentioned seed paper. Our first initial thought was like you said, is that, you know, we'd seen it done before in cards and we were a little hesitant because it is, it can look, you know, a certain way where you can't, you can't print all the, you know, full color on it and you can't do certain things because it will kill the seeds and all of, you know, that kind of stuff. And we didn't want to be crafty and not that, you know, I love crafty things, but not that that, like, not that there's anything wrong with that, but just that wasn't what, we wanted our brand to be. Um, And when we put the art next to the seed paper, just like laid it down flat, we were like, this just makes sense that this is going to be the envelope. Like Mm -hmm. not only did the color, you know, kind of like that white color Mm -hmm. with the little specks of the seeds in it just look so beautiful with our art. Um, Mm -hmm. But also it just made sense because in wanting to be eco-conscious, we want people to keep their cards. You know, we want people to to frame their card even. It's like a little piece of artwork and the envelope always gets thrown away. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna save a ripped up 
envelope. So why not, why not plant it? <laughs> Absolutely. And it, unif- it unifies everything. I mean, it, it, you know, your, your brand is, your look is very distinctive. Like it doesn't look like anybody else, but at the same time, uh, you know, it, it's immediately a seedlings card at retail when people see it, you know, uh, and uh, yeah, it's wonderful. And my clients know, like I, the first thing, if someone wants me to look at their line, <laughs> they have white envelopes. I'm like, Can you please reconsider that? Like it's, I, I'll always say, you know, they put all this work into their card. It's like a Chanel suit with a pair of flip flops. Like it's <laughs> literally, which you could pull off probably. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that, but. <laughs> So, you know, obviously sustainability is a huge part of your brand. Uh, I know, for example, you put so much thought and careful love into your seedlings postcard calendar, which is really incredible in that it is a zero waste product. I think it's the first calendar I've heard of that is that. Um, So it incorporates tree-free paper and plantable packaging, plus postcards and mini art prints uh, when each month has passed. The entire thing can be upcycled and repurposed. It was a finalist in the Noted at Noted product awards last spring. As a judge, I got a sample, and not only is it polished and just very, very beautiful, I feel like the production design on this product was a lot different than, say, a traditional desk calendar. Um, so I want to ask you about your process um, for creating new product categories. Can you give me a peek into how an entirely new creation goes from sketchbook to trade show display? So we are always product developing at Seedlings. Some things we've been working on forever and we just, you know, they take so long to actually evolve into what we want them to be. Um, and kind of, you know, I feel like I'm shouting out my mom again, but to her again, I just, I remember my whole life having mock-ups of products like all around our house. Um, and like specifically just like those weird memories, like specifically them like on the kitchen table and seeing them on like her old Mac, you know, desktop computer, the flat lays, and then actually seeing them come to life. And I always was just so intrigued by how something can be, you know, executed from that, from like the sketchbook to actual, you know, this real tangible product. Right, right. And, um, and so I think that for this product, you know, when we've, with any product that we have, we, we really want it to, we want it to come to market and to be exactly, you know, what we want, what we want it to be in for, for, for forever. Like we don't want to, just put something out there and then have to go back to the drawing board and redo it, you know, every single year. Right. Right. And um, so for this product specifically, you know, we'd, we'd done wall calendars and we've, you know, done note cards and things of that sort um, in seedlings. But every single time that we talked about doing them again, I was like, I just can't get behind this, you know, of a one time and like use, and then we throw it away. I'm like, that's Mm -hmm. so anti everything that I'm trying to, to, to make seedlings into, and also in my own personal life as well of what I'm trying to like step more into. So um, we had, you know, we had started talking about doing a calendar again. And then 
I I love like old postcards and in my like angsty teen years, I would buy them and I would like write quotes on the back of them with my typewriter and, you know, just like leaning into the nostalgia of them. And I feel like more and more we're seeing postcards kind of making a comeback as well. Yes, and yes. I'm definitely, I'm seeing them more and more. Yeah. So as I was kind of seeing them more in like, in our industry, but also just like, even when you go to a restaurant and they like give you your bill and they'll like give you a postcard with it. And so I just, I kept seeing them everywhere. And Kathy and I were talking about product development and what, you know, we wanted to do with our new line. And she brought up the calendars again. And I brought up the same thing again. And then we brought up the postcards and we both kind of had this like, aha moment of wait, like, what if we bring these two products together? Like, could we make that happen? Could we make this work? And so we had postcards in front of us, you know, all different sizes. We had the our old calendars that we had used. And then kind of from there was actually taking it and being, you know, like, okay, let's actually make this into a real product. And I am the absolute worst at math. Like I am atrocious. When somebody, I don't know if I like skip the section in school where they teach you about fractions or decimals or whatever, but whenever I'm doing graphic design stuff and someone's like, oh, like add a quarter of an inch or whatever. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like, can you just like type it out for me? So that's why I'm so grateful for our, to our designers, because I literally just send them my ideas and then they make them into these beautiful things. So that's what we did with this. You know, we, we took the idea we send it to our designers and we're like, this is what we want. And, you know, then that goes through so many samples because it's like, is the art going to be okay vertically? Is it going to be horizontal? You know, should we use our same seedlings font that we always use? Should we use a different one? Um, you know, does the date grid need to be bigger? Does it need to be smaller? And I'm one of those people that I like need to see it in real life to yeah, kind of no. yeah, get an idea of it. So I like bless our graphic designers because I make them go through so many renditions of every single product, but it really is such an important thing to work on different models until you get the exact one that is like, okay, this is it. And it, it's down even to, you know, the seed paper belly band and then the seal that's on it, you know, of we actually remade it so that it was the same tree-free paper instead of being that wax seal, because that's like, it's just like that's important stuff to me of kind of going, you know, the step further into it. And um, and as we were doing it, you know, we had we knew that we wanted to do on the back of the date grids um, art. We knew that the actual art of each month of the calendar was going to be, you know, made into your postcard. But then we got to the end of it and we're like, oh, my gosh, there's a whole nother sheet of paper that we need to put something on. So then we did the full, you know, art print and, and then the cardboard that comes with it that keeps it together. You can use that to mount it. So it's definitely it's a, it's a labor of love. Um, and I think that it also comes down to just sometimes being open to the idea of changing things and shifting things when you need to. Um, and then also to just for us, you know, I, I've mentioned this before, just, you know, working with our team is, I'm just so grateful for them because they, they kind of allow me to, to be like, no, let's do this. Like, let's totally change this and do this. And, and also to just, you know, we work really fast often in order to get things done, but we also work really slow to make it be, you know, all of the design elements to be exactly kind of what we want them to be. And we all obviously also too, you know, in product development, we fail a lot, but we somehow always 
always find a way to make things work. And if it doesn't work for that year, you know, we have ideas and ideas that have, you know, been generating for a while that I'm, I'm hoping to bring into fruition um, this coming year. But this postcard calendar was one that was like, okay, we have this idea, we need to make it now. So we made it now. <laughs> I mean, I, I really love it. And hearing you talk a little bit more about the process is really, really interesting. Uh, I mean, first of all, I'm not a math person either. I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do any of that. I mean, I can envision something, but in terms of like, you know, the dotting the I's and crossing the T's, I, I couldn't do that either. But the thought, but the thought process of like bringing it together, you know, that's really fun with someone who knows math. So like when you talk about the grid, oh, do we put a zero before the single digits to balance it? I mean, I love how you're talking about, um, these little decisions. And I'm glad you didn't forget the art print because it's such a cool size. Is that like two by four inches? I mean, it's like just like a little piece of art that the image on the calendar turns into, correct? Yeah. So it's just, it's like a good little extra little added art. You know, I think our line is so we have such incredible art from all of our artists that especially in a product like this and in a calendar, the art is like the most important part for me. And mm -hmm. so adding in that art print, I think really kind of just elevated it to the next, you know, the next level of what it could be. It totally does. And it, it does, it brings, it's just that little extra thing that you're not really expecting when you're buying a calendar that you're just like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And um, I love how you were, I love how it's arrived at by making a more sustainable product by being like, okay, we have to have something here too. <laughs> but you make it something beautiful. And I mean, I think that's what, I think that's what makes uh, the product special. It, you know, you can definitely, I mean, a buyer can totally see the difference when they're seeing it at, sh at show, but I think even consumers can kind of, like sense it when they see it like okay this is this is really something this is not just you know a thrown together you know item um so anyway we've been talking about your parents but i i can't not shout out carlos who i also know will be listening to this <laughs> hi carlos <laughs> um so i and so many in the industry like anybody who knows him loves him um he's not only just like a really fun kind person but he's so knowledgeable and supportive especially in the gca um to everyone he is definitely one of my favorite paper nerds um anyone who knows him knows he has like a really big personality but I just don't want yours to be overshadowed by his. Um, when we when we did the gift and stationery week in August uh, for um, uh, for Great American Media Services, and I interviewed you, I was like, I was introducing you by saying him, and I I didn't really want that. I I want you know I want you to be seen as your own you know creative and not just in his shadow. So. I would love to get your thoughts about walking that line uh, between being supported and obviously nurtured by him and coming into your own and establishing the second generation of Lonzo since stationary. Um, what do you do differently than him and why? So it's, it's funny because I do feel like 
like an ongoing joke in my family is Carlos's big personality. Like you walk into a room and I, I tell so many people this story, but I remember one of my first times in Atlanta with him and we were standing on an elevator and it's, you know, the show's going on, the elevators are packed Mm -hmm. and, um, and Carlos is, you know, like putting in everybody's floor numbers that they want to be going to. And and somebody turns around and is like, you know, and he made a joke of some sort and somebody turns around and they're like, Carlos. And then, you know, the next person says in the next person, and all of a sudden it's like everyone on the elevator somehow knows him. And I'm like, how, and I'm, you know, I'm like 13 years old and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. Like, get me out of here, like in this small elevator. But that, you know, it's, as I've gotten older, I, I admire it so much. And, and this past July, actually in Atlanta, which, you know, I've been going to for so many years, um, Carlos actually left me to do the show by myself, which normally we travel to it together. So kind of that, like that line of, you know, kind of allowing me to step into, to being, you know, me and being this part of seedlings and, you know, kind of taking the reins on it. Um, and it's, it's weird because I'm old enough to be doing that because I've been doing it for so long with my parents by my side. Um, but it's really, you know, passing, it is passing that torch to the next generation. And I, I mean, a huge reason also that I love him being there is because I'm so not a salesperson, like not just because I, you know, it's not like my job title, but I, I'm horrible at, at selling things. So it's always nice to have him there since he, you know, really does know how to, to work a room. Um, totally. And, and I think being a creative is very different than being a salesperson. Like yes. if you're a salesy, if you know, I mean like a good salesperson can sell anything. George White always says I can sell my whole line off of one card. Like if you're, <laughs> like, <laughs> if, you're if you're that kind of person, I mean, that's wonderful. But if you're a cre- creatives often have trouble at markets because they're not that like, some of them have trouble talking about their work and it, it's just doesn't like that kind of thinking doesn't come organic to them. And yes, he is obviously like he can sell water to, you know, someone yeah. who is overhydrated. <laughs> yeah. He was so funny too. And I, like we, I saw him for like one night we were together, like we overlapped in Atlanta and I was talking to him cause you know, it's July. The show was like a little bit slower during the week and sure. And he was like, oh, yeah, no, I was just, like, bopping around the, like, showroom. Like, I sold, like, another line, like, for – and I was like, this isn't your job. Like, but that's just who he is. He, you know, he works a room. And – but, but, yeah, so kind of I digress a little bit. But I think that um, – I think that part of, you know, us being different and has also been, you know, something that I've kind of – I have kind of allowed to be part of my growth and seeing that of like, you know, he's more of like a salesperson. He's, you know, better at working a room than I might be. And, you know, people are like, someday you'll be there too. But, you know, it's, I'm, I'm a creative and that's, you know, really what I love. I love talking about, you know, our design elements, our products and, and our artwork and all that kind of stuff. Um, But I think that in having him, and us being different is that I'm kind of allowed to like be a dreamer and I'm allowed to, you know, 
be like, I want to do this product or I want to make this thing. And he, he sometimes is the more logistical, like, no, mm-hmm. you know, this is, you know, grounds us. And it's like, no, we can't make this work or, or look at the sales. Like you want to make more of those? Like that didn't sell. Like, why do you keep on making them? Um, so it is, it is like a good thing to have us being um, different in those ways. And I think that, you know, I look at my dad and I feel as though almost, like everything that he does, I'm like, wow, you're so good at this. Or, you know, this is so great. And I know he's a human also. And so he definitely does stuff wrong. But so it's sometimes a little hard for me to be like, oh, I want to be, you know, I like want to differ from him, but we are different people. And I think that that actually is what kind of has made seedlings, you know, be so great because he allows me to take over the the artistic parts. And not that he isn't artistic because he he can draw an incredible Garfield, I have wow. to say. If you ever if you ever need a Garfield drawn, Carlos is your man. Um, but it definitely has allowed me to, I think, just kind of really step into that creative side of it. And then mm-hmm. and then he, you know, is there for the support of the more logistical stuff that I don't love as much. So it is actually like a really nice balance. Um, and I also think too that just getting to grow up in this business and this industry and, you know, also just having, cause I mean, he's my boss, but he's also my dad. And I think that he's kind of taught me so much just in my life in general, but especially with this company and with, you know, what seedlings is and what they have allowed me to, you know, take my ideas and really bring them into fruition is that, it's really taught me to, you know, every single thing that I'm doing to be doing it like from my heart. And that mm-hmm. is what I, you know, like the card of the year that you mentioned that, that, yes. that card, you know, stemmed completely from, you know, my own, my own life experiences as sure. well as other people who I love. And, you know, that's why I wanted to create that card was so that I could, I could give it to somebody that I love. And I think that my whole goal of, of this brand, you know, is to connect people and to keep those conversations going, which is what this whole industry is about. And I think that like, without the support of my dad kind of being like, okay, you've got this, like, you can go to a trade show by yourself, or like, you know, you can come up with these these ideas, like empowering me. Um, it's really allowed me to shift seedlings over these last few years um, into, into what it is, and to kind of continue that message going. Um, of making it, you know, be more sustainable and be a little bit more, you know, maybe heartfelt than, you know, some of our first cards. And so I think that there, you know, obviously there's, I want to be my own person and I want to be my own, my own place in this industry. But I also feel that without him, I would not, you know, be able to be where I am and seedlings wouldn't be where, where it is either. Right, right. I mean, it all makes a ton of sense. And honestly, it speaks to how great he is at delegating that you feel like you have that kind of creative freedom and, you know, and it gives you that confidence to run, you know, to 
to do what you're doing, um, which is amazing. And I also would say that I think over time, and I'm sure you're already getting it, uh, but over time, it'll get easier to be like, oh, I know this person's store. Oh, I remember what we sold them last time. And I, I sort of know their vibe. They're going to like this or they this might not be for them. I'm not even going to do that or, you know, whatever. Um, I think that kind of like that'll that'll come and that'll arise over time and uh I think it's awesome you did in Atlanta by yourself how many times did people ask you where Carlos was oh my gosh I I lost track it was like whether it was you know one of our reps being like oh like where did Carlos go or if it was you know somebody coming to see him because they like thought he was going to be there and then I'm like no it's just it's just me like Aww. all the time, but I love, I love having him around. And when we were at the show in January, it was actually funny. Um, you know, when, when new people come and see our line, I always say like, oh, you know, we're a family business. Like we sprouted off of like my parents and all these things. And, and we actually had a lot of our stores who were like, we're, we're referring to Carlos as like their dad, because I was like, oh, like, that's a question that like Carlos, like my dad will have to like answer. And they'd be like, oh, dad, like, can you answer this question? So it's fun. I love it. Well, he is. He is kind of like that. He he does. If have you ever been to one of the town halls? He is kind of like the. I don't know the MC, the unofficial MC of the industry, like the unofficial parent of the industry. Like he definitely has that. There's just that vibe. Um, so my last question, you know, as an innovator in stationery. Um, what types of ideas or trends that are currently kind of out there in our culture um, are you finding interesting and like just sort of thinking about um, bringing to your stationery? I know you're quite the fashionista. Um, I'm guessing couture is a big influence for you and not even couture, like street fashion because you live in Brooklyn. So you see a lot of inspiration and ideas there as well. I know every time I go to New York, I'm always looking at everything people are wearing, like, I live in Ohio, so it's not that exciting. But when you go to New York, like I go to New York and it's like, oh, girls are wearing this or, oh, people are doing this. Like, it, um, but I know you're an innovator and you'll see someone doing something and you'll be like, how can I put that on a card? So like, what's on your mind these days? Like, what are you finding interesting? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the past year I've been like showing up to trade shows and my like neon yellow boots yes. and my hot pink pants and all my crazy jewelry and you know all of all of that and I really I really leaned into the neon trend um this past year for myself personally but also for our line. Like that mm -hmm. card that you showed um the birthday card that's the awesome one yes. like we had never done a card that was that kind of punchy, poppy, um, really that vibrant of a card. And we've brought on some new artists as well um, that are, you know, a little bit, they, we've always had color. And I, I, you know, I always tell people like, I'm not afraid about to use color, but I think that in the year, this past year, we've brought on even more color into our line. And, um, and yeah, I mean, living in this city, it is, it's the coolest, like you see the coolest, the weirdest, but like most incredible things always. Like I'll be waiting for the train and I'll be in the subway. And I mean, I, I'm not going to say that I, I enjoy having to wait for my train, but I do enjoy it because you get to see so many different things. And 
it's like watching all of these little life stories unfold and like you know, you wonder like when somebody's dressed in something like where they're going or, you know, then even like where I live is a little bit quieter and I'll see people, you know, all dressed up and, you know, you're like leaving the bodega and somebody's in, you know, a whole sequined outfit and you're like, where, like, where are they going? Like, and that's like the beauty of being in a place like this to be, you know, surrounded by all of these new things. And I think that, um, in that, you know, I'm seeing a lot of like recently, I'm seeing a lot of kind of like inspiration and returns to like the 70s inspired fashion and kind of this like Y2K vibe. And then we've had like the past year, you know, the neons and the 80s and the 90s. So it's almost like all of them are coming together and we're seeing, you know, more like disco ball motifs. But then we're also seeing this like Western flair added in, like you have people <laughs> dressed in these like neon outfits and then they're wearing like cowboy boots. And and so I'm seeing all of these elements and kind of all of these decades starting to like come together in fashion. And so I'm like, I'm living for it because I love it. But then I'm also like, okay, how can I, how can I translate this into, into our paper and into right. our state? Right. Oh, so cool. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> yeah, those might be a few little, a little, a few little hints of what might be coming. Um, and which I've been working on for the past few months. So it is really, really fun. Um, and I just like, I love kind of, I'm really, I think we're really leaning into color and then also leaning into like those new kind of motifs of, um, of where, you know, fashion's going, but also just in general where like color stories are going and yes. across all industries. And then since moving here also, you know, the, the fashion is a huge part of it, but I'm also looking even more so at this whole, you know, eco-friendly trend. And mm -hmm. I want to really push that more this year. So we have um, our box coaster sets and we've been offering them as single loose coasters. Um, and then like, we'll send our stores um, little like the seed paper belly bands so that customers can make their own kind of sets. And, you know, I have been pushing for a little while to just get rid of the coaster boxed packaging because it's mm -hmm. like, we use a plastic box and it's just, I mean, yes, you can reuse it, but I'm also like, okay, like why, you know, why we don't need that. Like, that's not, you know, it's not a design element that's necessary to the product of it. And so, you know, we're getting rid of things like that. We're shifting, you know, from from that packaging to just our simple seed paper belly band. And and we're we've launched a no cello option, but we're shifting into, you know, putting actually coming out with something that keeps the card and the envelope together because it is the envelope such a huge part of it. We don't want it to get lost, you know, in stores. Right. And I think a lot of us in that in the industry are, um, and you know, we can't use those like sticky card clasps because mm -hmm. um, a lot of people have issues with those. Yeah, they they don't actually stick to our envelopes, so we oh. we just can't use them at all. So we actually have you know come up with a a different system, and that is you know we're hoping to launch that in January. So I think just kind of really leaning into that eco-friendly, you know, trend that I hope stays a trend for forever. Um, and, and, you know, and living in a place like New York, it's like, I mean, it's, there's stuff everywhere. Like people leave their furniture outside, you know, and they're done with it and things like that. And you walk by and you're like, oh my gosh, I just, like, I just ordered that same desk at Ikea. Like, why did I not pick it up off the street? And, and so, I mean, obviously with stationery, you're not going to like 
reuse your same card because it has your sentiment that you sent to somebody. But there are ways, you know, kind of like with the postcard calendar that we're trying to come up with more and more ways of how we can take something that is stationary and frame it. Or, you know, I put cards out on my bureau, like on my desk to have for, you know, just as like a reminder for myself of to look at and like from that person that sent it to me or, you know, cause it's beautiful art. So kind of just like thinking of, of that and the growth that, you know, we can kind of bring into this industry and hopefully, you know, more and more we'll see it, you know, as we, as it evolves. And I think that like a lot of us are trying to get rid of cello and trying to, you know, take that step um, away from the single use plastic. So I think that all of that is just kind of what's what's on my horizon. All right. Well, I love that. Um, I love, I mean, especially with gifts and stationery that everyone is rethinking packaging. Like these are important uh, conversations uh, to have internally and externally, I think with, you know, with sales teams and and selling it on the floor. I love that you're doing it and um, I can't wait to see what you do next. Well, thank you, Sarah. I know it's, it's, it's a lot to have to think about, you know, like the sustainability of it and trying to, to shift our mindsets a little bit, but I do think that it's just so important. And, you know, as, as seedlings continues to evolve and grow, I hope that, you know, we can kind of keep, keep making those choices. And, you know, when we were in, um, in San Francisco at Noted, Mm -hmm. I remember talking to another maker that does seed paper as well. And I was like, you know, I wish like everyone would do it. Like if we all, you know, like if we all could do like a little bit of something and, you know, I think that we are all starting to do that with, in in our everyday lives with things like Mm -hmm. shopping secondhand, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But I think also in this industry, you know, we are all, you can see that a lot of us as a whole are starting to kind of come together and be like, okay, what can we do to to make ourselves even more sustainable totally. for the future. Totally. I mean, like, I think it's even a generational mindset. I want, like, my, I have a 16-year-old daughter, and I wanted to buy her a pair of leggings at Lululemon. And she needed some new stuff. I was like, come on, let's go to Lululemon. Well, let's go to Lululemon like new first, Mom, and see if we can find a um, slightly, you know, slightly used. I don't care. It saves money, and otherwise they're going to be destroyed. And I, I was like... Oh my gosh. Okay. I mean, I was, ha- I'm happy to buy her new because she wears, she skates. So she wears the heck out of everything right. that's used. Um, but like, if you're willing to do it, I'm willing to do it. Great. It, it's a win-win. And I, I love um, seeing these things and I love seeing innovators bringing these ideas out into, you know, to the masses. So Yeah, it's important. (laughs) It's very important. So thank you so much for your time today. Um, Congratulations again on your um, winning card of the year and being a 40 under 40 winner. Um, And I, I can't wait to see you in person soon. Thank you. Me too. Thank you for having me on. It's been so fun.
Thank you so much, Libby, for dropping in the paper fold. It is always a real treat to catch up, and I guess I will see you and hopefully your dad, Carlos, your mom, Kathy, maybe your sister, Sophie, at the Atlanta market next year. January may seem far off, but it'll be here before you know it. Finally, thank you for listening. Again, our theme music is by the wonderful Sharon Glassman of Smile Songs. See and hear more at smilesongs.com. If you like what you were hearing, please give me a five star rating and a review if you are so inclined thank you so much nerds stay safe out there